0: Hey folks, it's Jason Wright. This is the Jason Wright Show where the mission is to improve always in all ways. Let's do this. Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to The Jason Rice Show. It is Monday, and I thought a great topic to cover would be procrastination. Why do we procrastinate, and how do we get past it? Now, I want to tell you something else, too. If I sound a little different throughout this conversation, well, the reason why is because I'm actually attempting for the first time to record and use my desk treadmill at the same time. I don't know if I want to do this or not because I've got to tell you, Ben Greenfield, who I think is absolutely fantastic, if you listen to the show at all, you know I'm a big fan and admirer of Ben Greenfield and his work on health and nutrition, and for that matter, just the way the guy lives his life. But one of the things he started doing is he's on his treadmill during every one of his interviews, at least whenever other people are interviewing him. And sometimes he starts to talk, it sounds a little breathy and it's kind of annoying, to be honest with you. And so, if I do that, then I'm going to probably pull the plug on this idea. I'm going to try, I've got it on a really, really slow pace, but I want to keep getting those steps in. And while I'm on the topic, I want to remind you you have a 5X less chance of all forms of morbidity. You can actually lower your chances of death by a factor of five. That's crazy. Peter Tia says there's no pill, there's nothing he can prescribe to you or I that is more effective than exercise. So here's what I suggest. The reason why I am walking right now as I do this podcast is because I want to keep my body moving. Don't overthink it either. I just came back from Boulder, Colorado, where my youngest daughter, Abby, just graduated from the University of Colorado, SCO Buffs, and I took my parents with me who are up in years. They're in their 70s. And my mom suffered a stroke four years ago. My dad has macular degeneration. That means he has no central vision. And so the bottom line is these two just don't have the ability to move like they once did. So they're having to overcome some real obstacles just to get up and walk and move around. And they're always asking me for tips and suggestions on supplementation, what they should be doing for their health. And I told them this. I said, look, mom, dad... There's nothing I can advise you that will have more impact than exercise, moving, and it doesn't have to be a lot. I mean, I am walking slowly on this treadmill so that I don't get too breathy and don't have the Ben Greenfield effect, and you guys hear me huffing and puffing, although it may sound worse than what I realize at this point, Uh, but anyway, so just don't overthink it. Just get up. Go for a walk every once in a while If you and do some resistance training. There's another thing that uh, I talked to my parents about. I don't care if it's 10 or 15 pounds. Try your best to just do some curls. Do some, you know, lift weights over your head if you can. Now, check with your physician to make sure that you have the proper mobility and you don't screw up a rotator cuff. But make sure that you do some... Lifting over your head because all these little bitty muscles that are around the rotator cuff, we just don't use those as we get older. Cause let's face it, we're not really picking things up over our heads. And if you get as you get older, you get somebody to lift things for you. I mean, look at all the older people on airplanes. Like I just saw this weekend. I can't tell you how many people that were older, including my parents, that I were I was helping them put things in the overhead bins. We just don't lift that many things and we don't use those tiny little muscle fibers that we once did when we were participating in sports. Or doing other things. So those are some little tips. It has nothing to do with today's episode, but I thought since I'm actually walking on the treadmill for the first time, while I do a podcast, I would go ahead and give you that little insight on exercise and why I find it to be so important. Okay, first of all, let's get into procrastination. Now, here's the thing I want you to remember right now. There is always something at play with anything we're about to do called The pain, pleasure, paradox. Those two are always fighting for attention, pain and pleasure. And whichever one you give the most weight to is the one that's going to win. So very simply put, if you're procrastinating, this is what it means. It means the thing that you're putting off It is exemplifying in your life for whatever reason, for whatever conclusions you've drawn, that it is going to be more painful to get that task achieved than the pleasure that it will yield. So what you have to do is you have to try to make these tasks in such a way that the pain of doing the task does not outweigh the pleasure of achievement. It's a common issue that affects many, many people, and it can be challenging to overcome. However, with the right mindset and strategies, you can always beat procrastination and you can make progress towards reaching your goals. But remember, the first thing you gotta do is identify this pain-pleasure paradox. All right, here's one tip that I tell anybody that's struggling with this. Break your tasks down into bite-sized chunks. So let's say that you've been putting off let's see, the nightstand. I gave this example to one of my buddies the other day. He said, you know, my nightstand is reflective of my life. It's just a mess. He had stuff piled up, you know, like water glasses, his eyeglasses, books that he hadn't read. It was just a mess. And I told him, I said, okay, here's the deal. You want to clean off your nightstand, but you're, you're putting it off because you don't know where you're going to put all the stuff. The pain of going through that exercise of figuring out where all those books go, taking the glasses to the dishwasher, putting everything in its proper place, the pain of having to go through that exercise and having to cognitively think about what to do with all those things. Right now, it is outweighing the pleasure of a clean and tidy nightstand. So I said, do this. Don't clean the whole thing off. The first night before you go to bed, get rid of the books. Just get rid of the books and leave all the rest of the crap there. Just get rid of the books. And then the next night, Take the glass or glasses, water glasses to the dishwasher. Then whatever papers and you know, pocket change, whatever's laying, lying around, get those off. Don't do it all. Break it down into small chunks because then all of a sudden, that little bitty insignificant task, the pain of that will be so small that whenever you remind yourself you're working towards the pleasure of having a clean nightstand, nightstand and experiencing the satisfaction of that will make a huge difference. Different. So break your tasks into smaller, point, smaller little, you know, bite sized chunks so that the pleasure of getting that little bitty thing done starts to outweigh the pain. Create a schedule. Look, I don't want you to overdo this. Don't write down in your day timer, at this time, I will clean off my nightstand. That's kind of silly. However, if you will start to block time, four individual tasks that you know you need to get done that are not like a meeting, an appointment, something that's really significant. Make space on your calendar. Here's what it does. Psychologically, it prepares you that this is what we are going to do at this time. And automatically, your mind will shift whenever it's time to clean the house, clean the room, get the oil changed. I hate doing those little nitpicky tasks that just don't seem to have any production value, no utility value to my career, to what I'm trying to get done. I just cannot stand them. I don't like going to FedEx. I don't like doing any of those things. So what I have learned to do is block time for what I just call the menial tasks of life. So therefore, when I'm doing it, I don't feel like I'm putting off other things that are more important. That's another thing. That's another reason why we procrastinate is if we don't prioritize the thing that we need to get done, no matter how small it is, we will always believe that the opportunity cost of getting that thing done is going to be too high for the other things that we could be doing. So we just keep pushing it off over and over and over. So don't do that. Schedule some space where you say to yourself, this is the only thing I have to do at this moment. So go ahead and put that schedule of white space to just get those little tasks that you've been procrastinating getting done out of the way. This goes right into the next one. Remove distractions. Distractions can be a major factor in procrastination. So to eliminate procrastination, remove as many distractions as possible. This means turning off notifications on your phone or computer, closing unnecessary tabs. I heard something. I can't remember if it was Mark Mason or maybe it was Stephen Kotler. was someone that was talking about focus and flow. And they have a one-tab rule where they only allow their computer to have one tab open at a time. So let's say that you're working on those horrible nuisances that are known as expense reports or something, some other report. You know, uh, what was it in, uh, oh, it was the Weenus report that was in, I think, Friends. Yeah, working on the guy to get the Weenus report done or, um, or whatever the reports were in Office Space. If it's something like that, get rid of the notifications, get your phone out of the way. Focus on it and you will get it done infinitely faster. You know, if you can find a flow state during those times, then you can actually 5X your production. So just calculate the amount of time. If you can do five times the amount of work in two hours that it takes most people eight hours to do, you'll knock this task out so much more quickly. So turn everything off. Focus on the task at hand, no matter how small it is. Use positive self-talk. You hear me talk about this all the time. I'm constantly referring back to Michael Gervais, one of the foremost peak performance and mastery coaches on earth. And he is a huge advocate of good, impactful self-talk. There is an art to that, but that's not what this conversation is about. Using positive self-talk can help you be pow- help, can be a powerful tool for overcoming pushing things off that you need to get done right now. Telling yourself that you can get this done, and when you succeed, you will actually feel so much better. If you can look to the horizon and start to envision this task being out of the way, and therefore removing that little piece of clutter, to then allow you the freedom to go do the things you really want to do, then this can have a huge, huge impact. All right, so that's it. Look, here's the deal. I just wanted to give you some little tips on, especially on a Monday, whenever you know you've got the whole week ahead of you. And right now, you have got to prioritize what is this week gonna look like? What are you going to get done? What did you put off last week that carried over into this week? These are just some cool, simple strategies for knocking these things out. It's like anything else. Go into it with a strategy. Understand this pain pleasure paradox. Find a way to make the pleasure greater than the pain. If you can start to understand that this pain can is only there for a temporary time, if you can get rid of the pain, then you can execute and find the pleasure of a clear calendar, a clear schedule to then focus on the things that you really want to do, that you really find meaning in. That you think are really productive, then all of a sudden, you will start to heed to that little bitty temporary pain for the known pleasure that's on the other side of it. All right. I hope you have an incredible week. Tune in tomorrow for my Ask Anything, well, Ask Me Anything AMA episode with Dr. Gus Vickery, where we go deep on his body composition playbook. If you have ever had trouble changing the composition of your body, if you are metabolically challenged, if you are looking to take semaglutide to lose weight and to change your body composition, you will want to listen to tomorrow's episode of AMA, Ask Me Anything with Dr. Gus Vickery. Until we meet again, hopefully I wasn't breathing too much into the microphone. I'm going to listen back and see what it sounds like. Let's see. I got just in this time. Let's see. I crushed. Let's see my steps here. Come on. Show me the counter. Well, I went to, uh, says I only burned 22 calories, 819 steps. So I nearly got an eighth of my daily allowance of calories just by walking slowly while I did this. Not bad. So go find some ways to sneak in some extra training. This will help you live longer, live healthier, be happier, and it will certainly help you to improve always and always. I'm Jason. Thanks for listening. I'm out. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the show. It means more to me than you can possibly imagine. And if you enjoyed it, please consider going out to Apple and leaving us a five-star rating. That would mean the world to me. Also, follow me on Insta at Jason right now. And don't forget... Download the Vitruvian Lab app. I mean it. I want to be your personal peak performance trainer. I want to help you improve always and always. Lastly, check out my newsletter, The Vitruvian Letter. You can subscribe at jasonrightnow.com. And until we meet again, please continue to endeavor to improve always and always. I'm out.